0: Two guys who are up to their ears in kneecaps, Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi ho Lions fans, welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast episode 346. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, and with me is the effervescent and always handsome
1: co-host Jeff the Riz. Listen, how you doing, brother? It is good to be back with you, Chris. It's been too long.
0: It has. It's been too long. Oh, my God. (laughs) We'll get into why. We'll talk about why. Yeah, there's a real reason. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like we were just being lazy, right?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> all
0: right, yeah. Today's show, we'll talk about that. We were uh, talking about filling up Ford Field. Lions plan a wide receiver. Could the first organizational cracks be showing there? We got an update on Fisher House. This is big. We got a couple things going on here, and and I'll tell you right now, starting right now, we have a generous benefactor going to double all donations to Fisher House, uh, Michigan. Go to givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP to donate. All donations will be doubled up to $200 throughout the entirety of the show. So get in there and do that. Also, we're going to look at the Lions leadership philosophy. I've got something to talk to you guys about, and um, it's going to have a fun spin at the end. So you do not want to miss it. We got all that and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up today. Riz, are you ready to go, brother? Oh, let's do
1: it. Let's kick this off and break it down.
0: Let's get into it. Man, it feels good to get back in the saddle. A couple of weeks off here, and uh, it's like it's all new again. I, I kind of forget how to do all this.
1: Stuff. Just, just find a monkey to push some buttons, and you're good. Oh, I'm <laughs> that guy.
0: All right. <laughs> I really quick want to talk to everybody about um, just a, a quick apology uh, for, for missing a week there. We we missed two weeks. Last week's uh, miss of the show was a planned week off. Uh, we yes, had, it was. <laughs> we had two, and then Case filled in. Uh, for a week on that when when we had one the first planned week so we we're only gonna do one planned week off this summer we felt really good about it but some yeah. tragedy hit throughout Michigan and it didn't leave Riz out of its way it, there did it
1: it did not so uh, I was at uh, the last time I did this show I was on on my way to Florida um, for my daughter she played the USAV uh, Junior National Volleyball Championship when we got home. Uh, we walked in our door, and uh, as you walk in our, our garage door, if you look up, that's like where where my wife and I in our kitchen, that's where we live. And when you go down, that's where our living room and our kids' rooms are. And we w- look down the stairs, and our rug is floating in about seven inches of water. <laughs> oh. It flooded. Oh. While we were gone, um, we got back on a Saturday. We know that it wasn't flooded on Thursday because the people who were watching our cats, their their daughter went down and checked on stuff. So... It's been, uh, it's been a fun, interesting time dealing with insurance and dealing with contractors. And I've got to give a quick shout out to Service Master from Kalamazoo. They took wonderful care of us. They did a great job in taking care of things. Calvin, my guy, came out and, and, uh, and, and his crews did a really good job for us. So if you ever need anything and you're in the West Michigan area, and again, I live in Holland. Kalamazoo isn't exactly close. They came up and they took care of us. They did a phenomenal job. They got us to where we're ready to start rebuilding now, uh, and it's great. But it's been uh, very stressful, man, I'm to sorry say the to least. <laughs>
0: I am very sorry to hear that. And and absolutely a shout out to ServiceMaster. Hey, great job. Thanks for supporting the Riz and, and yes,
1: such good people, man. You all know who you are. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right.
0: Let's get into the Lions stuff. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, some people think it's the summer doldrums, but not for us. We missed two weeks. We've, hey, got, we've got a backlog. Hey, we, we, we
1: have plenty of things to talk about. I'm talking. I'm coming to you live from a hotel room in, in Augusta, Georgia.
0: What happened in that bed before the show? There, is
1: that's where the that that's where the fun happens, ladies and gentlemen. That's where I sleep. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, we'll start off Ford Field. The way, they have <laughs> Zaxby's here. I miss Zaxby's. Yeah. I used to live in the South. I don't live in the South anymore. I miss Southern food badly, and Zaxby's a good, good example of it.
0: Well, you look better for it, though. I mean, I am in the South, and you see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and God, I, I'm not going to give it. Okay, Ford Field, full capacity in 2021. This is, uh, this is expected, but I think it's big news that the announcement was finally made.
1: It is. And, and the NFL had said that they are not going to have any restrictions on their end. It's all up to the, the local municipalities. Michigan has opened up quite wide um, in the last month. I forget exactly when it happened. I think it was right towards the, the middle of June. Or it was, might have been early June. But uh, uh, our government is not stopping people from, from attending anymore. There's, there's no caps on attendance. There's no social distancing. It's obviously recommended. Um, if you're not vaccinated, you are still supposed to wear a mask. Um I can tell you i'm at a I'm at an event right now, a sporting event uh, my son is playing in the uh, peach jam here in augusta that's why I'm here um go beats fundamentals fifteen u um it's <laughs> all white kids mine uh, <laughs> if, if you're streaming alone home oh. um and they are very vigilant about masking and trying to keep as much social this this is run by nike um and it, it's a it's a very well run tournament, and they like I would guess that over half the people that are in the building with us um, are wearing masks. So you you are still getting some. And again, I'm in the South here, where it's it's obviously a little bit different, uh, both politically and culturally. And that's uh, you know, it's not. It doesn't seem to be a big deal. Uh, I have not worn a mask. Um, I'm vaccinated. Uh, but I don't have a problem wearing one if I'm asked to. Um, and there are there are people that are in our traveling party who are vaccinated and who are wearing masks out of respect to those who are not. Um, that that's your choice, and I think that's the way to go with it. And that's why Michigan. That, that's one of the reasons why it's so great that we're allowed to do this and and get into the the, the stadium again. Um, I I can tell you just just watching my son play basketball, watching my daughter play volleyball, being around other people. And and watching having them collectively watching sports and, and participating together, God, I missed it, man. I I, I I didn't realize how much I missed that energy and just the the camaraderie and the you know reacting to someone other than somebody who lives in your house with you it's, it's 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 different, it's special, and I missed it. I'm glad that it's back. And I hope that everybody that wants to get to a game can get to a game, uh, because uh it's gonna be a, a blast. Uh, I I think fan I think it's gonna go crazy, especially the first home game. When yeah. you got all the new energy with, with with Dan Campbell as your coach and they're gonna come out on the field and you haven't seen him in a long time. I want to be a part of that, man. And that oh, really? I, I'm so happy that we get to experience that again. Yeah,
0: hundred hundred and ten percent. Um I you know, those who follow on Twitter at D E T Lions Podcast, you'll notice I, I, I was in Detroit last week. Um did a, we would have done a a podcast but i was doing so much work for the family getting stuff ready um but there's a thing i notice a huge difference detroit is an anomaly right now the detroit area um and you guys on twitter know it and i i I asked about it and it wasn't meant as a political thing and it went political crazy so i just kind of let it yes that happens (laughs) people um but detroit is very very different um my hotel they they one night we didn't they did the the rooms you know service the room we didn't have towels. So we had to call down. And, there, the, you know, after six o'clock, there was only one guy working at the whole hotel. He's like, oh, we're, we're out of towels. And it's like, well, what do you expect us to do? Right. <laughs> he's like, um, let me go. And he scavenged towels from an empty room to get us towels. Right. Wow. And it's like, we, we, we don't have help. It's really, you know, we're just, we just can't get stuff done and it was like that they were out of coffee. They didn't have coffee like for 3 days that we were there and I'm I was doing surgery on the decaf filters and pouring Dunkin' Donuts coffee into it just to get like, <laughs> some caffeine, you know, ready for the morning. Um went to one restaurant. It was a ni- it's a nice place, Rockies. Um had reservations so we seat- we were seated the 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 tables were all distanced and all that and it's it's fine. I'm totally down with whatever people feel is right. It's their business. It's you know, the, in, in, within the laws and all that. That's I'm not against it. I wear a mask and I have to all that kind of stuff. But they didn't have help. And there was a lady, I mean, it took like an hour from order to our food arrived, right? And I was like, wow, oh, that's kind of long. Oh, and there was hell. a lady at the table behind us had been drinking, was there with a, a cougar night or whatever, and uh, <laughs> she's like, ah, I'll go back there and cook. I can cook pretty good, right? And the, and, and the waitress took her super serious and was like, <laughs> and, and and the waitress was like, yeah, we need, we need you know dishwashers, we need cooks, we need hostesses, we need waitresses. And, she, and the waitress that we had, she was like, Nine and a half months pregnant, right? She was full blown ready to go, and she's working on that. I was like, "This is crazy, right? This is nuts." And it, and it was the same way. We went, we were going to go to a, uh, one of our favorite Mexican restaurants, but it was like an hour and a half wait. They said when we called, so we're like, "We'll just go to on the border, Let's still get Mexican it's chain, but at least it's a decent
1: chain, right?" Tex Mex chain, baby. <laughs> yeah,
0: show up, fifty <laughs> percent empty. The restaurant we roll in, we're like, "Oh, sweet, we're going to we're going to table." Nope, sixty minute wait. Like what? There was, they, they're like, we had four people call in, we can't get help. And I asked the waitress, I'm like, what's going on? She's like, we just, we just can't get anybody. It's like, so yeah. I get it. Like the rules are national, right? And, and they're everywhere. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make them, you know, make this political or anything, but it is different in the Detroit area that I have a friend who lives in Pennsylvania or a, a, a colleague, and he was just down in the Atlanta area, had no experience like any of that, right? In his travels. I, I, you know, here in Tampa, I'll, we have, I'll tell you, there's help yeah. one signs everywhere. Right. But I was at, I was at Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> last night and it was full and there was no wait and there was no service delay. There was nothing. It's different. There's something different. I don't understand why Yeah, I mean, it again, is. So I'll, I'll tell you, I saying. drove
1: here. Um, I drove from uh, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Uh, when did I leave? I, I don't even know what day of the week it is. So I won't tell you on that. I drove here straight through. Um, I, from, from there to Augusta, Georgia, I went through. Uh, I stopped outside of Knoxville, Tennessee at a very shady Waffle House, um, but they <laughs> were full God. staffed. It was full <laughs> inside. Um, I, I've been out to eat several times here in the Augusta and North Augusta area and also up in Spartanburg, uh, South Carolina. And everything's like, I wouldn't say they're at full go, but it's like 90% maybe. It's, yeah. it's not. And like, help and, when it and, signs,
0: right? There's, you can yeah. tell there's a need for help. And in and, and that sector and, yeah. and, you know, the whole wage, like I said, all that political stuff I want to put aside, but it's, it's drastically different. In it the is. Detroit it's area. It, and it's different. It's why.
1: different in West Michigan where I live in the Holland Zealand area where there are, there's definitely still shortages, but it is exacerbated. Um, I, I I spent uh, last, most of last week in the Canton area and it it's different, man. It really is. It's, it's, and I don't, I don't think that unless you've experienced the other, you don't realize how different it is, so it's a good point by you.
0: This goes to the the, the Kelly Stafford point I made earlier, and I think that it was you know because she's I don't think she's the most the greatest articulator of ideas, right? She's she's a fine person and all that, and I'm, that's I'm a not very sure. diplomatic way Thanks. to say that. Chris. <laughs> when she said the whole thing about, I think she called Whitmer Hitler or Nazi or something. I mean, it was something in that vein, right? I don't remember what <laughs> it was, right? But or dictator, that's what it was, right? It was it was a dictator. Yes. Thing. Um, I think what she had is. They have a house in Georgia. They have a house in LA. They were probably in Georgia and kind of felt the southern openness that was going on at the time, and then went to Michigan and saw holy cow because it was, for me right. I was I was going to the restaurant picking up food. They were in Michigan. I went and visited Michigan. I was like, what you're only doing carry out? They're like putting it out on the end of a 15 foot pole, right? <laughs> carry out whatever. I was like, this is way different. And I think that's what she yeah. was t- trying to articulate is how different it was. Right? Again, it's a very difficult thing, but. The traveling, people talk about that for years. Travel the world, and you'll see different cultures, and you'll open up and learn and grow so much more. I think within the United States right now, you can travel a- around and get a lot of that exact same kind of experience because regionally and from a state to state basis, things are way way different.
1: Yeah, it's different, and and the the fact that we can all get together and unify for a Lions game um, and training camp, which we're gonna talk yeah, about, can't wait. is uh, is a great experience. And I I know. Um, uh, and Chris, you know this about me. I don't actually like going to NFL games. Um, I, I much prefer because uh, I'm working. <laughs> but it, it's just a lot easier for me to be at home. Um, I, I'm more in control there. Um, I have a thing about using public toilets. So I, I'm good with that. You know, I, I you know, my, my kids, my kids <laughs> can get stuff for me <laughs> if I need something. You know, I, I, I just like being home for it. Um, and I'm I'm itching to go, man. I, I I'm hopeful to get, to go to some college football games again this year because I really missed that as well. It does sound like most colleges are going to allow it. Um, they actually haven't uh, responded to pr- credential requests yet, so uh, maybe maybe they're still figuring that out. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I can't wait to get back to a live sporting event that's bigger than. I mean, I'm I'm I've been at two of them, but yep. <laughs> like like a mass gathering, yeah. Oh, um, man. And where where you know you're with twenty five thousand people. I want I want to go see a concert where there's you know fifteen thousand people packed into the Van Andel Arena. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for this stuff to come back. And this is a great sign. It, it's very good for my personal mental well being. I know it is for a lot of other people too. Just because we're we're social we're social creatures. We need it
0: as much and, as I uh, hate it's, people. It's I been, can't, wait to tough, see <laughs> can't wait to see them. Can't wait to see. Uh, really quick, thank you, Justin, for the super chat. We will talk about wide receivers here in a little bit. Um, yeah, we are definitely. Um, yeah, so no, I think this is. I think this is really something for those that are going to games or planning to hit some of these games this uh, this year. I will be in LA. I, I I got the final approval on Vegas the week before. I'm going to bounce Wee. from Vegas to LA to SoFi. I'll be there with Sandman. um Anyway, I don't have a place to stay or anything yet. I have to figure all that out. I don't have to take yet. I have to figure all that out. But uh, anyone who wants to get together or whatever, or tailgate or what, all that kind of stuff. Um, let's let's as we get closer, let's try to put something together. We'd love to hang out with some of our West Coasters and even uh, some of our Detroit fans who, who head out there. It would be a great time. I know Sam Man will be there. He'll have a couple buddies with him. So definitely, let's get together. But Ford Field at What's full time? capacity in 2021, uh, sports are going to be back, baby. And and I really just can't wait to kick this into gear like uh, Conor McGregor. All right, let's get on to the next thing.
1: Uh, <laughs> he won't be kicking anything <laughs> for a little while. Uh,
0: Penny Sewell. Is this, so I saw this on on this website. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's uh, lionswire.usatoday.com. Um <laughs> Penny Sewell chosen as the Lions' most likely first-time pro bowler. And, and I think right. that's what you want out of your first overall pick, uh, especially is. if you're, you're picking as high in the draft as we did.
1: It is. And and the fact that it's a rookie is great, but but the flip side of it is who else on the Lions has made a pro bowl? Who else is worthy of going to a Pro Bowl? That that's that was the the emphasis that I tried to write in writing that. And it, yeah. I, I actually wound up I'm like, God, who has been to a Pro Bowl? You know, who's who's deserving of it? Was was when uh, made one, right? Yeah, Ragnar oh. made the last one. All right. Um See if you can find some of these other ones here.
0: Uh, I, I like Staff, Stafford, Slade. They had, they had, they had two last year.
1: Hawkinson. He, oh, okay. They had three. You're right. T- oh, okay, TJ okay. did make it. The, I, I, yeah. I, che-
0: I cheated because Robbins put it in the, okay. in the chat.
1: All right. Um, um, I don't know. That Jack Fox made it. Of course, of course. The punter that I was completely stre- – remember last year how stressed I was about the punting? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, was that surprised. was my bad. I was wrong. Thank you, Jack Fox, for proving me wrong. I well, like I'm, that.
0: I'm hoping we feel the same thing when we talk about a, a different position group later here in this show.
1: But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you I don't. I don't, don't sense any <laughs> pro bowlers coming from there. But, yeah. like, one of the lines that made pro bowls? Nah, nah, nah. there there's I, – I believe Jamie Collins made one. Yeah. And that might be it. Oh, um, and man. i i i i did I actually did do the research when I wrote the article, but I, I I am so disheveled that I can't even hardly. I, I I literally do not know what day of the week it is. I, I think it's Wednesday, but it might not be. I don't it really Wednesday, know. My <laughs> okay, it, okay, it is Wednesday. Hump. That's good. It's Hump yeah. Day. That's um, why your bed looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm glad they, they glad they took the dead hooker out. Yeah, this is good. Good, every good service of the cable in my sweets. world.
0: <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, no, I think I so Sewell. I hope I hope he lives up to the expectations. He's he's I done everything so right too, so yeah. far. I mean, he's done everything right since he stepped out in that draft. Run. He's
1: a really easy guy to root for. And one of the things that that we had to write yesterday was about um, if you're a Sewell fan, not necessarily a Lions fan, but a Sewell fan. He is selling a bunch of his Oregon game-worn stuff, helmets, pants, yeah. shirts. And you know with Oregon, they never wear the same jersey twice because they, they just don't do that. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of stuff available. If you check out his Twitter page, or Wineswire, you can go through it via there. Um, and he's, he's he's selling it off, and it's a pretty cool opportunity to get some uh, – some. I mean, I, I am not a fan of the Oregon Ducks uniforms and their their uniform roulette. I, I like um, – I like, the, I like the, the simple and the clean, like like Penn State. Same uniforms forever. Notre Dame, mostly the same uniforms forever. I love that. I, mean, I don't really like you those schools. Uh, I don't like where I have to figure out what team I'm watching because I can't remember what they were last week. Yeah,
0: yeah no, I'm with you. Penny well we'll see how he goes. High hopes for him this year. Most likely, first-time Pro Bowler. Most likely. On- so
1: who, who else do you think on this team has a legitimate shot as a, as a Pro Bowler?
0: I think Hawk, this coming season. I think Hawk has a shot at it. I think Fox has a shot at it. So we'll start, We'll go there. I agree.
1: <laughs> we'll have the repeats. Um, Ragnow right uh, should be there, yeah. and, and I love seeing the national acclaim that Frank Ragnow is getting. Number one center, and uh, that was ESPN's polling. Yeah, yeah. Um, top ten or top four, I think, in in pro football focus in their interior alignment thing. It's great <laughs> to see him get the recognition. He deserves it because he is that good. And I
0: love it. Speaking of ESPN, can I give them, you know, I, I, I gave them several shots in the nuts when they deserved it for the coverage they had. They have upgraded their Lions coverage. It's Woodyard, right, is is, is the guy that's in there. Yes, Eric,
1: Eric Woodyard. Wow. He, he, he's man. great.
0: What he is an great upgrade. Thank you, ESPN, for giving an F about Detroit and putting somebody...
1: They put a Detroit in, in there, there and, and he, I I tell you what I've I've had conversations with him about the Pistons too, uh, and th- this guy gets Detroit, yeah. and uh, yeah. I I have an appreciation for that. He's a he's a very talented writer too. Yep. and I, I,
0: yeah, I'm Very
1: happy to, to work alongside him.
0: And and I'll so, I'll tell you yeah. just so, you know we're we're more than happy to call out you know failures and bad jobs and that kind yep. of thing. Great job, Eric. Great, great stuff, man! You to definitely turned that ship around as far as uh, beat writing for uh, ESPN on the Lions side, man. Great work, appreciate what you're doing, hundred percent. All right, um, with that, Loretto Super Chat, thank you, sir. When do you think we'll stop talking about the Pro Bowl like it's a measurement of something when it's a measurement of nothing? No stats involved, just a measurement of popularity. Definitely a lagging uh, indicator on on skill.
1: Um, I will tell you um, the players do care about it very much and it's incentivized in their contracts. So until that stops, it's going to continue to be that way. And um, the, the players definitely care about it. Well, they don't want to play in the game. They want to get, they don't want to get on the pro bowl team. Uh, and that's, and the general managers like it because, Oh, Hey, look, I drafted a pro bowler. All right, I I picked up that pro bowler. Um, it, it, it gets thrown around as a status symbol uh, more than, more than you might think, inside the business,
0: I would love to see the Pro Bowl to turn into something that's interesting to watch. And I don't know if it's a football game. I not. haven't watched it in decades. Yeah, uh, I don't, I,
1: the, I don't like any. I, apparently, the baseball All Star game was sometime this week. I, I was only mildly aware of it because I was at a bar. It's two hours um, and up and the I road. I, I think it was go. on, but it's two hours I, up the road, and I won't go to the Pro Bowl. Come on. It's, I uh, it's yeah, I, I I truly don't care. All pro All Pros absolutely matter mm-hmm. that because that's that's more prestigiously voted upon. Yeah. But yeah.
0: All right. Before we get into the next the next one, I want to talk really quick, you guys, there's some legislation that's going through. You may lose your chance at the Delta 8 in Michigan. CBD.detroitlionspodcast.com go stock up lions coupon code gives you 55% off. Go get I'm going right now some of the great stuff from our friends at Diamond CBD who are actually going to help sponsor and give away some stuff at the the party that we'll be talking about later. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Stock up before the government gets in and steals your rights. Uh, Makes you use regular cannabis. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Pain, anxiety and insomnia are well taken care of. And then the the Delta 8 stuff puts you, plants in your seat. Uh, Nice way to take care of all those things. And then they have the regular, I mean, mean, I've got right here a partially used bottle I kept the box just so I could show it off of the non Look delta you, sure CBD enough. oil. This stuff is 3,500 milligram. This stuff's really good. One little dropper squeeze and some pains of being me just kind of melt away. So there you go. <laughs> com. Somebody who probably should have done that, Richard Sherman. He probably would be in out oh of jail my today goodness. had he gone to CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com He's in trouble with the law and that wait, trouble, wait, Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> <laughs> that trouble includes domestic violence charge. What in the world? Richard Sherman, I did not I didn't expect it from you, but I think. Well, let's talk about it. The one thing I want to say, though, and this is something it, it was, a study was a couple of years ago. There's a perception that NFL players have a higher rate of uh, interventions with the law, drug use, and, and 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 domestic violence, and all and those kinds of interventions are uh, with the law. That's actually untrue. It's actually lower than the standard population rate in, the, in the United States. It's just much more. Uh, popularized and it's much more uh, out there for people to see. Well, we hear
1: more about it. And and the, the ones like Frank Clark, um, who's going to be going to prison for a long time, hopefully, um, if what he did is in fact true. And I believe that it's true knowing what he did in Sandusky, Ohio, several years ago when he was still at Michigan that got him thrown out of Michigan. And I know that that was true. And I know the details from that because my cousin was a prosecuting attorney uh, and he is not a good person. Uh, and well, he, he deserves every every work. bad thing that can can happen to him about that. Um, but you you those get the big publicity, um, and, and you don't necessarily hear about that if it's like you know, you know Bob Cobert down the street from you. You know, you just making up names there. Oh, okay. I I was gonna say,
0: no, no offense, Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah, sorry, Bob.
0: Yeah, but mow your lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's for, sure, for for real. I mean, so you, you don't and and there's you know driving under the influence happens all the time. Unfortunately. I saw two of them last night. (laughs) Wow. Wow! Yeah. All right. So there we go. So let's talk about the story here. Here's what we got. I got this from the Houston Chronicle recently here. Um, The story goes Richard Sherman was out. Well, and so this is all alleged. Let me make sure I get this right. Yes. Allegedly, Richard Sherman was out running, driving around, went to a construction zone that was under construction at the time. People were working there hit some barriers, mashed up the driver's side of his car so bad that the vehicle was disabled a little bit, a little ways down the road. Crazy, right? So then the, the car's there. They got the call. The, the cops go. Car's abandoned. They just find it disabled down the road. Then about 45 minutes, an hour later, I think it was, there's a call to the yeah. police. It winds up being Sherman's in-law's house, and Richard Sherman's trying to break in. Okay? Police come. I I see that the police officer was talking to him, said, Hey, I I valeted your car when I was growing up. in Seattle police, right? Uh, He was like, It it was, he was talking him down, having a good conversation with him up until the point they said, Oh, by the way, Richard, you're under arrest. And then he started leaving and wasn't, didn't want any part of that. And they, uh, what what was the phrase they they, they said? So, (laughs) so
1: this is the greatest euphemism ever. Um, uh, I'm, I'm reading this from a tweet. Um, Situation turned when Sherman was told he was under arrest, and that is when altercation took place. It ultimately led to K9 unit deployment to "quote unquote" assist in gaining compliance. What a euphemism for release the hounds! Oh man! <laughs>
0: and so after they released the hounds, he was taken to a hospital, treated for injuries on his leg, and then booked. And he's in jail until Wednesday or Thursday when he. Oh my gosh. So here's – so, I'm going to take what I heard and try to, try to put it to what I think happened, right? All right.
1: Please, please do it because Rich, Richard Sherman is probably the, the most intelligent person in the NFL. He is, he is a legit, like, brilliant I, – I don't know if he can match your son on the SAT, but he probably came pretty close to it. I'll,
0: I'll talk about that. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Richard – so here's what probably happened. Again, this is all alleged. We don't have any, any data, but I'm just – this is pure speculation as we were wont to do here. Richard probably went out and got tanked. Went out partying, whatever, as people do. He's, he has every right to do it. It happens. Um, we're going to do that at our party that we're going to talk about here shortly. Uh, went out, had a good time, and then decided to drive. Mistake number one. right? And this whole thing Never. that comes after this don't do it. is a great tale, cautionary tale, as to why you don't drive drunk. He went out. He probably made a mistake, wasn't paying attention, was on his phone doing something other than paying attention to it. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, but he could have been that tr- that tank based on later events. Um, hit some stuff in a construction zone where people were working. So he literally could have killed somebody. That's, right?
1: Yeah, that's not cool at all.
0: And no. it was bad enough that his car broke down. I will suspect, I will hypothesize, that he left his car, got a little scared at that point, right? Knowing, oh, shite, this is not going to go well. Yeah, I can't drive this thing home and hide it. I gotta, I got to get out of here. Left. Maybe the in laws seems like the in laws were relatively close. Went to their house, was going to hide out there, maybe get a ride, maybe call for a ride. It was locked, so we tried to break in because we make decisions like this when we're when we're drunk. Woke up his in laws; they had no idea what was happening. They just saw that somebody was trying to break in the house. Next thing you know, it's Richard out front getting mauled by a German Shepherd. Now the the reason I say that is because I can I I, his, I buy that his I buy life that. afterward. Is totally diffusing this, saying, Oh no, no, nobody was hurt. I want to make sure everyone knows nobody was hurt. The whole thing like is is, is kinda of backing this whole thing down. I just have a feeling Richard got drunk and continued to double down on bad decisions. I really think that that's what happened and that's that's what got him there. And the whole thing started with that bad first decision of going out and driving after he was drinking. Please folks, don't do that. Please don't,
1: don't do it. Don't do it. So there's, there's like, no need what do you think? What there's do you no think? Need. How
0: how uh, it sounds plausible, right? I mean
1: uh absolutely. Uh I I'm picturing the Law and Order recreation of it right now where you know iced tea comes in and you know <laughs> make sure make sure that the dog gets the, the good bite in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I miss watching Law and Order. I used to watch that like every day. Like, really? It was so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's so so really Richard Sherman, question. by the way, um probably won't be facing the Lions this year. He is a free agent now. He's not on the team. This probably doesn't help him get on another team.
0: (laughs) Wasn't there talk about possibly signing him on the Lions? Did we just miss something? I'll say
1: this this about Richard Sherman. He is not the type of person who would come to Detroit and embrace the the culture that has been here. Now, maybe he wants to be part of the new culture. I I, kind of think he's at the point in his career where he's more of a ring whore. And uh, you don't don't go to Detroit right now to be a ring whore. That's true. That's
0: true. All right, we'll go on And, and then that.
1: that's, 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 not, that's not a bad decision on his part, by the no, way. <laughs>
0: no, 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 no. Although yeah. he, I feel like his personality would fit well with this team. I mean, he could. He I,
1: could God, him, him as a veteran mentor for Rokuda would, would be nice, man. <laughs>
0: and the transition from, from player to coach, and to see that kind of change and happen to even like a, an assistant low-level coach to get him his first experience in the coaching role, I just think that's something that you, would be really interesting and that this organization might try. You know what I mean? To take a guy like him, have him play a year as a mentor and then roll him into some kind of role on the sideline to work with players. That's not a player role. That's more of a coach's role. I think that would be interesting. And then that's where he could ring whore as a staff member rather than a player. But yeah,
1: I'll say um, this. I also think he has a future if he ever wants to be, to be the NFL PA president.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, really quick Loretto. Thank you so much for that super chat brother. Uh, he said he's tired of the golf hate. It's, Created a real division of fans and the narrative that Matthew Stafford is a top quarterback now that he's not in Detroit is really annoying. Our Lions so, fans are going to move on to what we are now.
1: Um, so this is something um I went on a competing podcast last week. Uh I went on Locked On Lions with they, Matt Derry, and know. uh that was our lead topic. Um and, and I said to him afterwards, I'm like, I know you're getting traction out of this, but Aren't we a little tired of it? And, and he was at that point. And I think he actually—I uh, I saw a Twitter, and actually, it might have been yesterday, it might have been this morning, where he's like, "Yeah, I'm sick of this too." He's but the same guy it, that
0: loved the old ESPN guy too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's look, Stafford is a shiny new toy for the Los Angeles media, and they clearly sided in in the Goff McVay breakup with McVay. Um yeah. and and that's just the way it is. You know, still the Rams are an, in, they're an in vogue team. They're a hot, they're a trendy pick. Detroit's not that right now. Um, they, it's, it's just not. Um, I, I'm tired of the golf hate as well. Although I will continue to spew. I don't think he's good. Um, I don't think he's going to be good enough, but I'm willing to let it at least play out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cast that stone at him right now. Um, and I hope that he proves me wrong, but we're not as good at quarterback as what we used to be is the long and the short of it. And I think many, lions. we've talked about this before, Chris, many lions fans don't remember what it's like to not have a quarterback to, to have quarterback uncertainty. It is all the oxygen in the room all the time, especially once the season ends. I can tell you this from covering the Texans before they got to Sean. I can tell you this from covering the Browns for a long time. I didn't tell you this from, from being in Indianapolis for a while when, when they transitioned from Peyton Manning to Curtis Painter uh, that, that one year. If you don't have the quarterback, nothing else matters ever. And the Rams are like, well, we, we thought we had the quarterback, and then we didn't, and now we've solved it with the best quarterback that we could have possibly gotten, and they're Absolutely. right. He was the best quarterback they could have gotten this offseason.
0: And, and now the let's, line- let's just remind folks, though that Jared Goff was likely the best quarterback the Lions could have gotten this offseason as well, and and, and Matthew, yes. it wasn't like we traded him away. Matthew Stafford stated before we even had a GM and a coach here that he wanted to leave and he wasn't going to play here. So, just, Absolutely. Just, I, I hate that. I've seen people already try to play that. We traded away. That's not what happened. He demanded to go. He was,
1: they they, the the Lions choice. did him a solid by agreeing to trade him. Yeah. They could have made him play it out. They didn't do that. And I, I give Sheila and, and Rod Wood, I give them some credit for that because they have learned from the the, the acrimonious endings of so many other great Lions, and Matt Stafford is a great Lion. He, look in the record book. You don't have to look very far to find his name a lot. Uh, they, they did it right this time. Um, and I, I don't see how you can yell at the Lions for what happened with Calvin and what happened with Barry at the end of their careers and then be like how can you trade stafford i um, I, I, don't, I don't how do you put pants on you know <laughs> I, I don't get that
0: both legs at once uh
1: no, no, i i think
0: one of the things that um and i'm going to talk about this a little more in a little uh, in a little depth on the uh when we talk about the the wide receiver piece but i think one of the the big things here um Matthew Stafford hasn't played a full healthy year since 2017. Am I right, Riz?
1: Uh, he had the back. He had the yeah, yeah. So 19 he missed games. 18 he was hurt but played. And then then last year he had uh, he, he missed what two two three. I don't yeah, even
0: remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. so so here's and I love Matthew Stafford. So folks, keep your your hate mail to yourself. I I love him to death. I wish he was still here. I prefer him over Jared Goff in the, in, in yes. the team. Uh, I'll just straight up say that. Yes. But I don't know how much they're going to get out of him. I don't know if they're going to get 17 games out of Matthew Stafford this year, especially judging with their offensive line, the quality of what they have there. Um, I don't know that Matthew Stafford can move like he did before even to keep himself free if another year going. Matthew Stafford, in his historical context, Looks like he could elevate this Rams team a great deal. By the same token, it's another year hung on him. I'm not sure how much he has in him. Is he going to be great when he plays? 100%. He is going to be an absolute star there. Will they get 17 games of stardom? I don't know. He hasn't done it since 2017, and he's had better lines than they have in L.A., love yes, Matthew I just don't know that he's going to be the answer for the long term of this year 17 games long term I don't know that he's going to be the answer in, in Los Angeles conversely Jared Goff let's go into the wide receiver thing now I'm, gonna, I'm just going to flip a couple yeah, okay let's do it. Right yeah into, right? we're,
1: we're, let's tackle the wide receivers who were easily tackled
0: the Lions plan at wide receiver in 2021 could be their biggest downfall was an article by a guy named Jeff
1: I wrote that one.: <laughs> I wrote that one in a fit of, of fatigued anger. <laughs>
0: and this is, this is the thing that really activates my almonds, OK? Because oh. they are failing Jared Goff here with this, and we'll get into the details of this. This is: You run
1: my piece Chris. Thank you.
0: <laughs> they specifically said, Jared Goff is our guy. we care about him, he's going to be our one long term, blah blah blah, blah blah. And they don't have weapons for him. They don't, that's the play. that and safety are the two places that they didn't take action on this team. They took action in places where they needed to. They were absolutely important, right? I I get it. Long-term strategy, sure. The problem is, is could this be where the cracks in this new front office, this new organizational structure, the first cracks show themselves? Is this where, because Jared Goff not being able to perform because he doesn't have receivers, is all going to land on Jared Goff. There's going to be more blame right. on Goff than on the receivers that aren't there to catch the ball for him. Um, now, right. now, let's say, conversely, I think we should also be very fair. If if they perform, if this wide receiver core performs even at 15 or above in the NFL, we, Jared Goff should be lauded as a massive hero in this town because he elevated a group of people that are 32 at best. Right, hundred percent across the board. If this team can perform at fifteenth at the wide receiver position, it's because of Jared Goff. So don't forget about that part. Yes, but I think this could be a very serious place of um, risk for this front I'm, office and organization.
1: Yeah, I'm worried about it, and and you brought it up. Um, if they're if they're trying to make an evaluation on Jared Goff, and let let's say that they are, um, I happen uh, we all know he's going to start in 2021. We all probably have a pretty good idea whether we like it or not. He's going to be the quarterback in 2022 as well. Yeah. Uh, Even let's if he's somebody. Yeah. And and it's uh, – you want to set him up for success if he's your guy. Um, and, and, and it's clear, like you said, Brad Holmes, he definitely wanted Jared Goff. I mean, he, he wanted Goff. He's made that very clear. He wants Goff to be the answer. He's made that very clear. Getting the receiving core that they have is – that, that doesn't help reinforce him. So so what 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 could happen off that? Let's say they don't have a good year and Goff isn't good. Do they come back then with the excuse, well, our receivers weren't good enough. We have to give him another year. So then in 2022, they, they draft, you know, they'll, they'll draft a wide receiver in the first or second round. They'll, they'll sign a, a prime ticket free agent or two and overhaul it again. Well, now he doesn't have any chemistry issues with this. Now he needs another year to see if we can get, you know, because he... He's, it's a different office, different, different guys. You know, he doesn't have any chemistry with these people. He, he doesn't have the experience with it. You know, the, the people were in and out of the lineup. I can see that being an issue long-term. But the, the, the constant, you know, making excuses for golf because they want him to, to work. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I can absolutely see that happening because it's happened. If you want to see where it's happened, look at the New York Jets. If you want to see where it's happened, look at the Washington football team. Uh, that That's why they got rid of Kirk Cousins, um, aside from the financial issues and Kirk, you know, being smarter than they are. Um, that kind of thing happens all the time, and it paralyzes organizations because you're always wondering if you can get more out of the quarterback. Yep. I applaud the New York Jets for what they did. They realized that, you know what? Yeah, our, our wide receiving core, they had the worst receiving core in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And Sam Darnold paid the price for it. To their credit, they cut bait on that. Now they drafted Zach Wilson to do it. I think Zach Wilson is worse than Mitch Trubisky coming out, so I don't think that they've solved their problem, but at least yeah. they've made a move in that direction. Yep. And again, if you don't have the quarterback, nothing else freaking matters. And I'm worried that this is going to lead us to a point where Jared Goff is lower end, you know, average to below average starter, but just good enough to keep the job and like, oh, I, I see why, because they're always going to have that excuse – the receiving isn't there. Yep. Um. You can't. You can't blame the line. The line. The line. They're this on Too paper. This is the best line the Lions have ever had. Yep. Um. Certainly at least back to when Lomas Brown was in his payday. Yeah. There. There. There's a lot of ripple effect worries out of this that scare the crap out of me as a Lions fan. Um. And, and it doesn't mean that they needed to draft Devonte Smith or Jalen Waddle with the first round. Um. And, and I do think that Amon Ross St. Brown is going to be a good player. I really do. Yeah. But when you are going and you're, you're going to trot out your number one wide receiver as Tyrell Williams, he didn't play last year. He's never been more than a three. Uh, now It's a very a, good one. But, and he has experience with the offensive coordinator in Anthony Lynn, who was his coach in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. But you're asking a guy to be two spots higher on the depth chart than he's ever been before, and he didn't play football last year.
0: But let's talk, let's talk about something where, with the, te- the team in that our number one receiver is going to be TJ Hawkinson. It's kind of a kittle situation, right? Yes, right. Yeah, it, it, or, and, that, 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 it, and that's yeah. and that will happen. So, I, I think, but but that doesn't mean that the outside corner, their number one corner, is going to be covering T.J. Hawkinson, <laughs> right? So that guy is Correct. still out there to cover your wide receivers. Um, DeAndre Swift, I have a feeling he's going to be a big receiving target this year. He's going to be a a solid receiver. I think we're attacking different parts of the defense. And I mean, it, look, let's put it this way: if you have two. Let's just—I'm just making something up here. Okay, if you have Hawkinson and Kelsey, and I'll just use Swift because he's here as your three top points of attack. You know, most teams have killer cornerback one and cornerback and a pretty decent cornerback two. You're taking those players completely out of the mix. You're taking some of their best defensive players out of the mix um, as far as defending the pass. Right? Um, it's a different kind of attack. I don't know that I'm going to buy in as the most successful way to build an offense in the NFL, but we have to think about things differently as, uh as to right. exactly how this team is going to work and, and what this offense is going to look like and how they're going to try to exploit defenses. We're putting, we're trying to put our strengths against their weaknesses in kind of the middle of the field. Right. And, and we're not, you know Tyrell, as as much as, as, as excited as he is, uh, we are about his speed. Maybe that just maybe we just have their their number one cornerback running laps basically every game, right? And with him yeah. and Perriman, maybe because they got to cover him. And you need if they're that fast, you need a I mean, guy that's good enough. to You cover. might have to cover
1: Perriman. <laughs> well, maybe maybe right?
0: all he has maybe. to do is catch one a game, and then they have to they have to cover him, right?
1: Yeah, it's the <laughs> whole Will Fuller theory. You know, yep. Will, Will Fuller couldn't catch a cold when he came out of Notre Dame. But I, I, I saw it firsthand in, in, in Texans training camp. When he runs down the field, it, A, it's beautiful to watch a, a natural athlete like that just yeah. blaze the trail. But you it does impact the, the dynamics of the defense. You have to have somebody that can turn and run with him. You have to have safety help over the top. You have to yep. because there is the off chance that he is going to catch it. Uh, it, might, it might only be once a game. But it, one catch for 69 yards and a touchdown, that's pretty damn and they nice. they have to cover him.
0: They, they have to respect yep. him at that point, right? They do. So, look, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm putting on the rose-colored glasses here, right? I'm not telling you what to expect. What I'm telling you as far as what to expect is this offense is going to attack things differently than the Lions are used to. What, the Lions fans are used to for the last decade, okay? It's going well, to we be don't have the, We yeah. don't have the
1: rocket launcher at quarterback right. anymore.
0: Right. So, I think we just have to kind of sit and watch. We we also have to walk into this year knowing that this is not going to be a win-the-division year for the Detroit Lions. I think this is a year where they show that they're a competent front office, competent coaching staff, and they've kind of stopped the bleeding and set the tone for this team to take the next step next year and start to build themselves a real contender. I just, at this point, if we have good entertaining football, if we're in the games, Right, I'm happy. That's that's that that's that's really what I want out of this team. I it, it was so I was so disgusted with this team last year that if we could get just those things, there was just I think, negative I think energy, man.
1: I'm, I'm tired of the negative energy from the team itself. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we get enough of that from the fans. If you ever want ever to see that, check my Twitter. Check my Twitter replies <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to something that I wrote like this. Um, there's a there, there was just no like no life, man. Yeah. I, it, there's light at the end of the tunnel now. Yeah. And I think that's something that I don't think, and we've talked about this before, the national media doesn't understand how dark it was in Detroit with Patricia. Yeah. They really don't. And I, I think they think that it's oversold. And I would think, if anything, we've undersold it. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and you and I are somewhat complicit in this because we, we did want it to work. Oh. We, we did see things that we liked about Matt Patricia. But God. Dang it, it did not work. No, <laughs> it, was, no. it was worse than we could have ever imagined. And I'm going to talk about
0: that in a little bit. Uh, just just keep the, the idea of purpose-driven organization in your mind. And that's, I think, what you're going to see. They're building here, what they're yeah. doing. Um, and we'll talk about the difference between what we have now, Matt, Patricia, and... Um, I, I, I we have just, hope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have some some really good uh, references here as to uh, on this information, yeah. so we'll talk about that shortly. I do yeah. want to get into really quick something big that's coming up, and it's a, it's a yearly thing. We didn't get to do it last year. I'm so excited that we're getting back to this. It is the Detroit Lions yes. podcast training camp party. Yes. Yes. We have July 31st as the date, the first day of training camp that evening from 6 until 10:30 but that that 10:30 is a soft stop we usually close That's the fungible. Place.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: we have the Detroit Lions podcast training camp party it's i think the fourth annual or fifth annual training camp with We have program.
1: done four. Right?
0: Yeah, four or five,
1: yeah. I, I, I
0: think this is this either
1: way. Yeah, I really don't know what day of the week it is so you're asking the
0: wrong guy. All you got to do is go to party.detroitlionspodcast.com and you'll see it uh you get your tickets there we're and look this is not a fundraiser this is a listener appreciation thing this literally costs me money in the end by the time this is all said and done and that's not even yes counting yes the it does cost. i
1: can i can vouch for that i've seen the bills we <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we're just covering the cost you show up party.detroitlinespodcast.com get yourself a ticket we will have dinner for you we have all kinds of pizza we have all the soft drink bread with the rolls
1: we we're sticks, at, we're back sticks. at the same lo- <laughs> we're back at the same location that we have Ben yep Uptown um, Grill in Commerce Uptown Grill all the Commerce s- Township that's yep. it yep all the soft
0: drinks you can drink I mean at, at bar bar cost beer is extra that's on you but uh, it is a heck of a party special guests this is this is we've all, we all we had Dean Blandino last time right um, we did we've got a returning guest in Dan Miller going to be there this time going to do a live broadcast with us from Uptown Grill we will do a live podcast as we do. And it will be video live streamed here as well for those that can't make it. it Dan Miller will be there. And we are 98.36% sure Justin Rogers will also be joining us at the Uptown uptown Grill for that party. Um, We may have a few more people to announce
1: as well. Easy for me to talk. (laughs) We are working some things to try to get some more people there. It will be fun.
0: My ultimate goal (laughs) is to have Jelani Tavai there reading mean tweets that I tweeted. (laughs) <laughs> that's really, really my goal. You know, he, he would,
1: he would, because he was that kind of guy, he yeah. would do it. And I, um, and, I and, he, and he would enjoy it. Yep. Um, and, 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 and I, I, I think the fans would enjoy that too. I think, I think our friends who are going to join us there would, would enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Dan, Dan was at the first one in an unofficial capacity. Um, we did that one out at a drafting table out yeah. in uh, Wixom. Yeah. Uh, and we invited him. We didn't think he'd show up and he came out and just sat and, and chilled and, you know, People are coming up and just asking him questions. He, he signed autographs for a couple people. It, they were at the bar just randomly. It was yeah. Yeah. Um, So Dan has been a, a wonderful friend of the show, and it's great to have him back. Um, he is the master interviewer, so if you have anybody else there, he is certainly going to handle the interviewing tasks over you and I because
0: and we, we have, he's
1: Dan freaking Miller. Yeah,
0: We have a Q&A, <laughs> an audience Q&A, questions and answers. Uh, you can ask Dan anything you want about the team, about Dan, about anything else. He will be there to do yeah. that.
1: And, and Dan is a candid dude. He, he, he does not... He he will tell you what he thinks. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, that he will. <laughs> um I'm, I'm gonna look for something really quick as as we talk here. But so Dan Miller, yeah. Justin Rogers, all you can eat pizza, all you can drink, uh oh salads too, and breadsticks, all you can drink soft drinks, uh, you gotta cover yes. the bar. It's a great party. It's thirty dollars a ticket, uh, to cover all the costs. Um, you know, it's inflation, whatever. I don't know what to say. Yeah. So the price it's, is uh, the same. Our yeah, it, it's good either. food. Like like, like we pizza? enjoy like
1: they had um their well, one of their pizzas they had like a margarita pizza that was pretty darn good. They had like a, a chicken alfredo pizza that yeah. they brought out for us. Yep, yep, that was good. Yeah, oh man, that was really good. Good stuff. Was really I'm good. hungry now. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we got that going on. It's great. It's a great time. Join us. Party. Com. Get in there. Get your tickets. Uh, there are a limited number of tickets. Uh, we'll all be there. There's door prizes. We're going to have CBD products. Uh we're looking right now, we're working with, I want to say the guys at Pro Sports Zone. We're trying to get some stuff from them as well to get some uh some great um what's what I'm looking for? Great giveaways. Um you know, they have the Alt, ultimate and autograph stuff there for for folks and uh great memorabilia. Uh so we're working for that with with them to kind of get stuff. Fanatics gift cards will have those. Detroit Lions Podcast merchandise, you know, the T-shirts and so on. we got a pretty sweet merchandise store. We'll let you choose uh, your style and what you want. All that, and we're working on some more stuff as well. Party.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself in there. Come join us at the Uptown Grill in Commerce Township from 6 to close uh, on July 31st. And uh, have a grand time with us. You guys will absolutely love it. I promise you. I promise. Yes. It's it's always
1: a great time. After Party TVD. Yes.
0: Um oh god. Right Malcolm. Yeah, okay. Right, Malcolm. Here, I found it. Here's here's <laughs> Dan Miller being completely candid telling a story with Dean Blandino there last. Night.
1: I I got I, I'll tell you a story. So the Seattle game happens. Okay? The batting out of the end zone and stuff like that. So we're on a we're on the bus going to the plane and I get a call from like NFL Network or somebody who's saying, "Can you come on the radio show?" And I'm like I really can't. I'm going to be on the bus with players and stuff like that. Probably wouldn't be a good idea. But if you fire fucking Dean Blandino, I'll come on the sh- I'll come on the show with you. <laughs> and then I said,
0: I'll talk to you later. <laughs> so Dan Miller, being very very uh, candid uh, uh, at the at the party,
1: uh, we have a good time, and you
0: can tell, right? That was good quality audio, yeah. right? For and Dean D- was
1: great. Oh, Dean D- 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 was so like like because he knows Detroit people hate it by and large, and he. <laughs> He's, he's in on the joke folks he, he's a good dude, he really is yeah, yeah he's a great guy
0: um, also, I just want I want to say we have the doubling going on for donations to Fisher House. We'll talk a little bit more about that raising money it's basically a ronald mcdonald's house for for uh, veterans and people in the military yes. for the v a uh, take care of families while people are getting procedures done uh, got a got a uh, great message from a vet in Iraq who said the show helped him get through some pretty dark times and through, I mean, it wound up being like $2,200 my donation turned into through doublings that were going on uh, to Fisher House. It was all the Patreon money from May that, that that turned into that, and it was it didn't start out that big at all, but we, we gave it all over to them. We got another thing we're going to talk about here shortly, but everybody who goes to givebutter.com slash FHM slash DLP, everything you donate will be doubled up to the first $200 during the show by Floundericious Flounder. You are the man, so folks, please don't forget. It is givebutter.com slash FHM slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get your dollars doubled. Um, We have some other things coming on that as well. But let's get into the camp battle. Camp hasn't started and there's a camp battle already. Again, written by this, you know, we may you guys may see a connection here with this Lions Wire place, but we, have a so, so we, don't, we, we,
1: we don't have a Lions Wire podcast anymore. So this is our like our unofficial one. Um, so
0: <laughs> who go, go with it. <laughs> is the Lions number two outside cornerback? And let's let's be honest. Lions Wire is one of the top sites out there for content. Is not just because it's you. We try and man. what you do, but you guys put some really great balanced content out there so it's i have no problem you know
1: know that i am someone i am perpetually trying to be fair and balanced and and not in the way that that has become a euphemism against fox news um i am someone who i i debated in high school i loved it i was brought up to argue both sides of every point and to make sure that you could see what the other person was saying try to stand in their shoes and see it so i will try you will know how i feel but i will not tell you how to feel um, I, I'm adamant about that. And that's something that I have tried to stress across all the other wires when we have our little meetings. Um, and I feel that's very important. And I, I'm going to hurt some feelings that way, but that, you know what? Life's tough. You've had enough of that shit. <laughs> that's right. All right. Thank you, coach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So there's a camp battle brewing, and it's one that people haven't talked about. The Lions, uh, number two outside cornerback spot. Right. What, what's going on, Riz? Amani, our warrior is our guy. We're done. Let's sign it, book it, move on. Uh,
1: If he's your guy, your guy isn't very good. Based (laughs) on, so, so, yeah, I know. Let's look at last year, though. Okay. Uh, So, first off, I have to say this because the number one comment that came across on both Twitter and Facebook is, why isn't Jeff Okuda the number two? Folks, Jeff Okuda is the number one cornerback on this team. He gets that by default. He gets that by his drafted position. He gets that by, by the fact that he was injured last year, the fact that he's shown up um, reinvigorated and healthy this year. He also gets that because if he isn't your number one, oh, my God, this, this second year is going to be really, really bad. Yeah. Um, his potential is still there as the number three overall pick. Was he overdrafted? Maybe, but the, the potential is absolutely there. He was, he was a phenomenal prospect coming out. So he, he deserves, as Darius Slay did, remember when everybody wanted to get rid of Darius Slay after his rookie year? Yeah. yeah I remember when he was benched. Yeah. I'll never
0: forget seeing see Darius, Darius Slay
1: that, benched. That Arizona game where he didn't switch on a thing and they hung DeAndre Levy out to dry. Um, and that got him put on the bench for a couple weeks. Yeah. Have faith in your cornerbacks. Have faith that Jeff Okuda will get better. One of the reasons why Amani Oruwariye is on the hot seat is because he doesn't tackle well. He led the team and missed tackles. Not only that, he also – he he it, it doesn't take good angles. One of the things I've been trying to do is get to, to this film watch, and unfortunately, the area where I do my film study and, and do the, the rewatch project um, was lost in the flood. So I haven't been able to get with it as much as I have been, and, and between that and all the travel, I just haven't had a chance to do it. But I have watched some, and his angles towards – in run support specifically, dudes <sighs> – Dude's not good, man. (laughs) It's one of those where it. one of the things that I like to do is that I like to envision it from an outside perspective. And if he was on another team, I would run at that guy nonstop because he doesn't get off blocks well, and he dives at feet from too far away all the time. And there is more to cornerback than just playing in coverage where he's kind of hit and miss. I think he's going to be better in coverage this year, but – the, the guy that, the Amani Arowari that we saw last year, that is not an NFL corner. Not, 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 not even just a number two. But that, that's not an NFL player.
0: Ha- having heard what we heard from Okuda as to how bad the coaching was at the cornerback position, right? Yeah. And, and he basically yes. called it, them straight was. out. How much of that has stunted the growth? I don't think it, it it's broken, Amani Araway. Uh,
1: oh, no. God
0: darn it. No. <laughs> I did it.
1: Amani Araway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amani Arawarie. Uh I don't think he's broken, but no, he. No. I think there's a lot to fix, right? But I think the guy still has the innate talent, and he has spent years and and, and learned a lot. Just and he was good, he can't not it, right by being there. He's learned yeah. a lot. I think just finding the way to apply what he's learned is where the gap is. And I think yeah, good coaching staff can help him do that.
1: I think one of the things that you're going to see is that the, the defensive backs are going to play with more confidence in themselves and in their system this year because that was completely stripped from them in the past. And that, that will absolutely help. It will help Okuda. It will help Oru-Royer. Um I, I think having a different secondary coach come in, I think is going to be entirely beneficial for this group. I think they needed some fresh fresh voices in their ears and fresh energy with that. But what about some of the o- other
0: options then? Okay. So the other I, I don't want to cool. bang the RWA drum too hard, but you know, right. I'm a fan, so you cool. know, the guys, in the slacker fans, right? We're kind of like, yes, the yes,
1: I know. I, I realize I'm peeing on the Cheerios here, but that's, no, that's no, no, what no. I do. All right. Um, <laughs> then you put them in the bottom of the toilet. So you make sure your aim's good in the middle of the night. Dad trick right there for you. <laughs> for those of you who are potty training kids, Greg Warren, <laughs> Coming up. Your kid's not there yet, but it's coming.
0: I never um, thought of that. That's brilliant. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but what happens when so the stand dun, on the d- kitchen so Quentin, table being in their bowl
0: in the morning? <laughs>
1: go ahead. Quentin, <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> Quentin Dunbar, his last year in Washington was a lot better than Amani Arawaria has ever been. He is a physical defender, he goes and gets the ball. He played wide receiver at Florida. Uh, he actually used to, to torch T. Tabor in, in their practices once upon a time in Florida. Um, he, he's got experience. He's got attitude. and I think that's something that I think this, this coaching staff is going to gravitate towards. This is a guy who is not a pleasant matchup. If you're a wide receiver out there, he's going to let you know what he's going to do to you. And if he makes a play on you, you better believe he's going to let you know that he made a play on you. And that is not something that this defense has had. They, tried, they had it with Slay, and they stifled it. Yep. Thank God that's, that's over. This, this is a tone-setting guy, and they need tones. Yep. They need a lot of tones. So I, I think he's going to get that on, a, on the basis of experience. His tackling, he's a very astute tackler, especially for a guy who played offense for, for most of his life until he got into the NFL. And the big thing with him, he's, he's been hurt. He went to Seattle last year. He sucked. There, there's no sugarcoating that. Now he was hurting. He tried to play through a knee injury. He was playing in a new scheme that was different than what he was used to that asked him what he to do things that he wasn't necessarily as good at, uh, namely playing off and, and then still turning and running with with people um in their their Seattle Cover three thing That's It, it wasn't a great fit for him, um, and he didn't have training camp and or you know preseason games to, to get his feet wet, so I'm, I'm going to write last year off as a bad year for him he does have injury issues and that's something that's concerning, but that's why you have all to, to back him up. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out. And I don't really think that there's, I mean, you could throw Mike Ford into the equation. I think, I think he and Corn Elder are your slots. Um, and that, that's another camp L that one's um, in the hopper in the drafts at the moment. That'll get published sometime soon. Uh, if I ever get a free minute, <laughs> um, <coughs> but you're looking at, you know, uh, you're, you're hoping with Warrior that he can be close to what he was at least as a rookie. Because I think as a rookie, we saw, <coughs> excuse me, we saw a guy who had potential, who had had some, you know, like a very pleasant surprise, and we want that guy back. But you can't count on it. That's why Dunbar's in town, um, and you're going to see. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if they brought in another guy later on. This probably won't be Richard Sherman, mm-hmm. but uh, another free agent later in the camp, uh, or if a. If a if a wide receiver and or corner that they think can be in their top three gets cut from another team, you better believe they're making a claim on it. Which and is that's probably going to happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. And So I want to I want to get on. You said if they if they made me think of iffy. I want to get on to, to iffy because I think there's some questions about his ability maybe to do that. Or play so safety. yeah. But, but so really quick, iffy. Let me let me yeah. hit, let me hit those dates just so people know because that came out today from the NFL. The dates that the roster cuts are coming. So yeah, it's the seventeenth. It's it's the after it's the day after uh, each preseason week's games are over at 4 p.m. New York time they cut yeah. the first week it goes down to 85, after preseason week two it's down to 80, and then after preseason week three it's down to the final 53. Yeah, so in it's stage again. Yep, yeah, you're gonna see some of those cornerbacks moving around, and that may be the point where we find somebody. And you're gonna see some of those hard knocks types of guys, those bubble guys, popping out and popping free, and just. You know, when you look at the team we have, you're going to see that at the wide receiver position too. Let's not
1: forget. Yeah, you're so, going to see so that don't get, don't coming. get married to the the bottom of the roster guys because they're going to get churned more than usual this offseason. Yeah, because you're going to find guys and look at look at where we have so many coaches from so many different places. You know, like they have connections to these people, so you're going to see a lot of that this year. I think I really do for real. Um, but yeah, so so let's get to iffy. Yeah, you if he If he is an interesting one, because I don't think they know what he's going to do yet. And I base that on conversations that I had with people that that are in the building when I was last there during the mandatory minicamp. They don't know if he's an outside corner or a safety yet either. He wants to play cornerback, and I think they would like to see him play cornerback. But he's not as instinctive as either of the guys he's competing against as a corner. He is more of a, I got to see it and, and then react to it. And, and, and that, that's a dangerous game to play in the NFL. The
0: need at safety is so great.
1: Dude, our, our safeties are so bad. Yeah. Even if Tracy Walker's good yeah. and Dean Marlowe is is the Dean Marlowe the Buffalo got, not the, the one that Carolina cut.
0: And Will Harris has um, his best year.
1: Well, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> we'll we'll say that for another time. Um, I like the idea of him being a positional package player mm-hmm. as a rookie. Um, if they go four wide, he can come in and he might be the number two slot guy, because he does have some experience playing in the slot. Yeah, yeah. He can be your heavy nickel outside and you move Okuda inside. I think I think he, I don't think you give him the, the starting gig right away. I think you, you, you spoon feed him packages to where he's comfortable. And you you're asking him to do all that. sorts I mean, of different things.
0: Depending on who you're playing that? against. Sorry, you can Swiss Army with him, right? Where yeah. depending on the package you're playing against the ability to move Okuda inside and put him on, him on somebody else is huge. Yeah. That's a huge And he can do that. Player. Yeah. Okay. Now, you, you got to be
1: careful that you don't, like, do what Arizona did with Isaiah Simmons and completely ruin him last oh. year because he was so versatile they wound up not playing him anywhere, and he's awful. He was the worst player on their team. Uh, for all you Lions fans who wanted him, I told you so, bitches. I'm not going to get over that. I'm not going to let that one go. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you got to – from for, actually, to go down that road real quick – as a, as a quick aside, I wrote a piece on that for Brownswire about Jeremiah Owosu or um, and I'm very worried that the Browns are going to do the same mistake with him. Um, and I elaborated quite extensively on that. So check that out at Brownswire. Thank you. Um, back back to Lions back to Lions Wire here. <laughs> I'm, I want them to find one thing that if he does well, maybe two, and not ask him to do more than that as a rookie. Exploring if he can do them. it, great, but don't demand it. Don't expect it. Let's have him be your number three outside cornerback. Let's have him come in in certain packages. Let's have him be a gunner on special teams or do something, you know, where you're getting him on the field. Maybe spoon feed him some looks as a third safety. Uh, if you're not, if you're not making him a safety right away, I, I wouldn't go whole hog. And again, this is a this is a middle round draft pick. If you're relying on middle round draft picks to be impact starters, your team's going to be worse than you think it is. And I think this team's not going to be very good. Yeah, yeah, there you
0: go. All right. Um. Boy, that's a lot. I, I I want to say really quick. Uh, question from Don H. I think he's our Jackrabbits fan in the in the in the chat. Will Dunbar be an asset in Warrior's
1: development? I don't know about that, I, and I say that because I don't I know I don't know Quentin Dunbar's personality at all. Okay. Um, some guys embrace that, some guys don't. I I don't know that about him. So okay. it's a good question. All
0: right, let's get on to the next topic here. I told you guys this is a big show. You know, you give us a couple weeks off and and it gets crazy. All right. Uh, Bubba Baker. I got
1: things to talk about. Tearful
0: over his new sack record 23 sacks in his rookie rookie. season, (laughs) 1978. Now, I know this is old news, but it was what, before 82, 80, they weren't doing the sacks? 1982,
1: sacks were unofficial.
0: Right. So they went back, not the NFL. It was um, I forget who. Often time of it, it's
1: a it's a research arm done through with with the blessing of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, Pro Football Reference is who published it, but it's actually done through people who, who do some work for them, but also work with the Hall of Fame. Yep. They watched every single play of every game going back to the AFL NFL merger in 1970, and they watched a lot of games before that as well. They just did. They, I think they said they have like 92 percent. Of plays um, from the, in the '60s, but they can't like confirm it all, right? Um, and but but and they they are making the calls themselves on what what constituted the sack, who got credit for it, and that sort of thing. But we, Chris, but, I know, I know you know this. We have heard the the the, the Bubba Baker number before, yep. but now it's great to have this verifiably semi official recognition of how awesome Bubba Baker was. He was
0: he was so great, and he deserves this. He, you know, on a team that, in those years up until they got Billy Sims, right, was just, just smoking bad. You know what I mean? They, yeah. they just were. And not,
1: but and this is this is when I came into Lionsdom. Yeah. Was was the Silver Rush defense in the Billy Sims era? Yep. Spider Man. Uh, Spider
0: Man. Bubba Baker. Another one bites the dust. Remember that?
1: Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, I do remember that. That was awesome. Those were good years. Right? I I'm just so happy for Bubba because. Um, uh, if you haven't followed along with what happened with Bubba after he left Detroit, he bounced around a little bit. He wound up in Cleveland. He still lives in Cleveland. Uh, he was a very good player for the Browns. He opened a barbecue joint in, in the western suburbs, and it's amazing. It's called Bubba's Q. Uh, it's out in Avon Lake, and I've been there several times. He, he is there on occasion. He is the nicest freaking guy. He, he signs autographs for anybody who, who wants. He will take pictures. He, he's, he's a very affable guy, and this clearly meant so much to him. When you, when you listen to the podcast, he did the the around the NFL podcast and my god the emotion yeah it's 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 so great to see a good person get rewarded for something that they deserve. i love it i love it yep, love it.
0: yep. <laughs> and be around to get it right and he's still what is yes. he? Like 6, six
1: I, I think he's three. 62 and, and
0: he's like 6'3 280 still like
1: he, no he, he he's he's six he, i'm 6'5 he, he's
0: six taller five. than i am yeah. Boy, big guy, still carries himself well at at, at yeah, old age. He does. Did a lot for the team um, and still comes around, right? Still comes down for the – Yeah, he, under- he's,
1: been at, he's been at Lions alumni things. He comes to the Thanksgiving game every now and then. Yep. Yeah, he's just a real, yep. real class individual, very easy guy to like. And now that he's got the, the – there is a push on to make these records going back to the merger exactly official the uh, one. Yep. because they, they have the ability to watch every single play of every game. These are these are professional statisticians these are the people who would go back and audit what what happens on the NFL now and when you when you see that you know when, when, when you see the the half sack turned into a whole sack, these are the guys who make that decision within the NFL and their official statistics so this isn't just you know some college student who got high and decided this was a good idea to go back and check all the like the sad things, the there, yeah. trying to kill a summer. <laughs> you know, they're uh, you know, this is actual like like trained professionals doing this, and I yep. I really hope that they they do the the and and the NFL does the right thing and makes this an official record.
0: I bet next for, year for around the Hall of Fame game and and that ceremony, they're going to talk about that. I bet you'll see some of that stuff start coming out because it's a great PR yeah. move, and that's about the time that they would do something like that, right? Is, and with the yeah. data there and overwhelming, um, um body of of um, credibility to the research i think that's uh, it's only a matter of time
1: so he now also holds obviously it's the lion's single season record as well he um he has i I believe it's 74.5 total sacks in his five seasons Mm -hmm. in detroit which is a great number and i'll have to look it up but that might be the all-time sack leader in detroit (laughs)
0: Uh, so
1: let me look that up yeah talk amongst yourselves
0: all right I'm gonna topic. move on. You looked that up. You you, t- you put the point on the end of that. We got a couple more topics we want to talk about, but first I want to say just really quick back to Fisher House. Um, you know, this all started. Um, got a note from a guy who was in Iraq in 2017. Had some you know pretty dark days, as he put it, and said some really really nice things about how the podcast kind of carried him through his time while he was deployed. And it, it just the some of the you know very personal things really hit home. And we've been kind of trying to find a good second charity for the show and the off, you know, the, the kind of across the six months uh, from the St. Jude stuff we do. And Fisher house is an a plus platinum charity, top shelf organization that helps veterans when they need uh, when they go to the VA and they need some procedures done. They need some help, helps the families, gives them a place to stay for free, takes care of them. It is one of the finest, over 90% of the money donated goes straight back into uh, the, the, the house itself, the food, the, the thing to take the worry of those medical procedures off of those families. It's a really, really great charity. Um, donated everything from May's Patreon, and it wound up quadrupling into a donation for the uh, for Fisher House. We're working with them right now. We'd love you to go to give Butter, GiveButter, G-I-V-E-B-U-T-T-E-R, com slash F-H-M slash D-L-P and do a donation. We really, really appreciate that. If you don't want to do that, we always give folks a way to help out by doing something they want to do anyway, and I just put something together. Uh, we released a set of classic, kind of retro style Detroit t shirts. There's some Boblo Island t shirts. Say nice things about Boblo Island, <laughs> yeah, baby! Yeah.
1: Woo Good stuff. The Ringer tee is lit. I, yeah. I love it. I might yeah. get one.
0: Um, some really, really good stuff. Got some more stuff coming in this week that we're going to be adding more designs. Head on over to DetroitLionsPodcast.com dot com slash store. If you get any of those Detroit signs, if you don't know, forget it. any shirt purchased between now and the trading camp party on the 31st of July will donate $2 to Fisher House from that shirt sale. All right? I want my $2 and just because I'm feeling good right now, I'll double that. We'll make it $4 per shirt out of my pocket. $4 wow. per shirt to Fisher House because it's a Chris, damn man. good charity and deserves our help we
1: we absolutely believe in fisher house and this is it's something that, that hit home for both of us um it's it's just great please please do what you can for this it's,
0: yeah. it's awesome com slash store get over there and for those that have done this before or worked with us before all the payment stuff we've i did a whole bunch of back-end coding spent like a whole saturday working on it we accept regular credit cards now. No more PayPal only. We've got the whole thing going on. It's, it's a really good setup. Uh, I'll secure the whole thing. Uh, anyway, DetroitLionsPodcast.com slash store. You'll find any of those designs, whether it's the classic Detroit designs, the Detroit Lions podcast stuff, anything you guys get, send it on over, buy that T-shirt, and we will donate $4 for every shirt sold to Fisher House. There you go. All right, move on. We want to talk about... You know, around the, the 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 north a little bit, around the division. Yeah. We'll to do a little bit here. Aaron Robinson, Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Why did I say Aaron? Because I've got a different Aaron Rowe on my mind in the NFC North. Allen Robinson. Um, maybe <laughs> <laughs> he has been franchise tagged by the silly Chicago Bears. And that puts right. him in a great position to really pick up at points of need. This uh, guys are being discarded this season, doesn't it?
1: This is um, this. Is, so, a we were surprised that he was franchise tag. I think I think he was surprised that he was franchise tag. They they have not reached an agreement. The deadline, I believe, is four p.m. Thursday, which is tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4 p.m. Uh, so they they have they have a few more hours as we're recording this to get this done, but it ain't going to happen, folks. That means a couple things. A, it means that the Bears are now essentially cap strapped with with Allen Robinson because if they can't work out a deal that that relieves some of the cap hit for this year, they don't have the ability to go out and pick people up during the season. Yep. And, let, 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 and this is going to be an active trade deadline in the in the NFL this year. I predict that. I think a lot of people are predicting that that you know you're going to see teams that like the Lions that maybe let's say the Lions are. going into that time, just hypothetically. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're winning their opener, by the way. But let's say Trey Flowers isn't fitting in the new defense and there's another team that could feel like they put him over the top. They're going to be able to trade for him this year. The Bears are out of that market. Now, they do not have the cap flexibility to make that happen. The other thing is is that Allen Robinson won't be back after this year. Um, It's too punitive to franchise tag him again. And he's not happy about being tagged. He He's okay with being in Chicago. Um, from everything I understand from talking to Bears people, and this is going back to uh, before my travel started, which is like a month ago, he, he, he likes the direction that they're going, but he wants to hit the open market. And uh, so this is a... <sighs> Look, he's a very talented receiver. You will not hear me disparage Allen Robinson. He's never played with a good quarterback in his life, right. and I think that the fact that he is still so great speaks volumes to him. And I think that's one of the reasons why we have to worry about the number one and number two cornerbacks in Detroit because they're going against guys like Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. There's a lot of really talented wide receivers in this division. Six games. The long eight. the long game is that Allen Robinson won't be one of them after 2021. But uh, we do have to deal with him in Chicago. So it's, uh, it's, it's something that – I really wanted him to be one of us.
0: Okay. I did too.
1: Uh, he's a Detroit guy too. Yeah. So I, I, I was hopeful that he would he would get free. He would be a great fit. He would be a great fit, would be a a great t- fit for, for golf yeah. because he is a guy that can win at all different levels of the defense. He can catch a quick swing pass. Yep. He can run a slant. He can go down the field on the outside. Also so the many Swift, of the,
0: Hawk, so, Robinson. I mean, Amon Rock, Right. I mean,
1: I'm just like yeah. – that would have been, been nice. Would have been real nice. But the Chicago didn't let that happen. And you know, they're uh, they're they're casting a lot with it. The Bears fascinate me this year because I can absolutely entertain the argument that they are gonna win the NFC North. I can also see them being really, really close to being in the Lions land of four and five wins. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Woo. Well, there you go. Uh Allen Robinson yeah. putting the the tank breaks on chicago's dreams for this
1: year yeah it, it really does handicap what they can do throughout the season and that's uh, that that's not unimportant for detroit because yeah. uh not, not that the lions would, would trade with them although i think this happens all the time is that people don't know within the division you're gonna see it happen you're gonna see it cleveland and pittsburgh have traded in recent times those teams hate each other yep uh, it, it's gonna happen uh, yep. Well, we, we Minnesota and the Lions traded uh, draft picks not this year, but a couple years ago. Yep. So I, if, if the teams want it, it's much less of a stigma for the teams within the NFL than it is amongst the fans. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
0: All right. Last one here. I know there's a lot. We missed two weeks. We've got a lot going on in July, getting ready for the season. Fantasy football is coming. Fantasy football is coming. It is there. Head to Com. Again, the checkout issues are awesome. Get in there, play against Riz, play against me, play against uh, all of the crews, some of the Slack folks. I must break. Going on, we've got a beginner, intermediate, and champions league. Three top three teams are in the money. And then fourth place, there's shirts available. There's also going to be a pick 'em league. All kinds of great stuff. Head over to fantasy.detroitlionspodcast.com. Sign up for the greatest fantasy football show on the world. Uh, we have a lot of great time, and as we say every year, this is a, a, a fundraiser, so it's a 50-50 split on the pot. This is our biggest fundraiser of the year, so everybody that does this is, is really supporting the show, but we have a lot of fun with the fantasy. It is fun. There's good prizes. You, there's a good money. chance
1: you'll beat me if you're in the league with me because I really don't care about <laughs> fantasy football.
0: <laughs> I will be tops in the league, and I will be blown out in the first week of the playoffs every time. So there you go. Fantasy.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get in there. Get set up and play yeah. against us in fantasy football this year. We would My second,
1: that. third, and fourth round picks will all be on IR by week four, as <laughs> has happened two years in a row. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have a dynasty league we set up in the uh, slack, and I wound up with Christian McCaffrey, who was
1: out for a vast so, majority. So last year, um, my first pick was Christian McCaffrey. My second pick was Saquon Barkley because I, I wound up looping mm-hmm. and, and trading didn't go so well. Oh um, man. Yeah. It's just just rough, man. All
0: right. I want to talk a little bit la good topic here. Um we've talked a little bit about leadership on the show and a little bit, and a couple different things about how you know, leadership in the 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 kind of private business world and leadership in the NFL intersect and how much this team and this front office is really kind of looking at some of the more modern leadership and um uh, management styles as kind of their way of going forward. And I want to talk a little bit about purpose-driven organizations. And this is something literally it popped across today. I've got a thing going at University of Michigan, the Ross School of Management uh, I'm doing, and this came across in my, in my thing that I'm working on today. And um, it was really interesting because it's a contrast. If you think about it, there, you talk about you know, purpose-driven organizations going from something to something else. And if you look at the Detroit Lions, the from and the to here, I mean, I saw this. I was like, holy cow. This is the Patricia era and the Campbell era. I mean, just, just lay it out to a T. So I want to kind of look at this and I'm gonna take it out of corporate speak and try to put it into the podcast and Lions speak. So, you know, you go from, and this is the Patricia era, a self-interest where employers are making conventional assumptions that employees are only self-interested and they work, um, they're work resistant. They create you know the, the, the employees don't want to work you know they they they're, they're, they're self interested they only want money and they don't the most money yeah they're, they're motivated work. for their own
1: interests not the only. The, the overall yep. interest of the organization
0: yep and so what happens is leaders create systems of control right and they 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 have all kinds of checks they have all kinds of reasons to control the behavior and the actions of the staff which causes those employees to withdraw and resist and i think that's exactly what we saw from the players in the Patricia era, this massive amount. He was inauthentic. He created controls because he didn't trust himself. He didn't trust the players. He didn't trust what was around him. So he didn't know how to lead, right? <laughs> so the way you do that, you create all kinds of controls and you force people to do things, and um, winds up being a you know this is what we had here last week to quote a <laughs> uh, couple of a song and a movie. So what we've got here <laughs> is failure to communicate. <laughs> So you move on and you look so what do you, you you're from self interest and you go to a collective interest okay and this is when an authentic higher purpose permeates the team okay it, a strategy, it permeates a strategy or permeates the strategy and the decision making all right the personal good and the collective good become one and both the players and the staff engage collaborate are authentic and exceed expectations. That's what they're trying to create here. That's what's trying to be built. This, this servant leadership, this purpose-driven organization. This is literally what the Lions are going to. This is what you're seeing. This is modern management. Now, here's the funniest part about this whole thing. Right? I saw this today. Again, U of M Ross School of Management uh, program I'm in. Um, the guy who did this, who did this presentation, is he's top shelf. He's got a bunch of books he's written. He's he's a top. Shelf mind in this space, okay. His name, you ready for it? Robert Quinn.
1: (laughs) Now, I just want you guys to know. Oh my God, that's unfortunate. uh,
0: (laughs) All Bob Quinns aren't necessarily failures.
1: (laughs) The mother of all ironies. Holy crow, that's uh, wow. Uh, I do recommend the books
0: that he puts, Robert Quinn. uh, Good stuff. University of Michigan, like I said, the, the whole
1: idea of of having a you know. All for one, one for all. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's so starkly absent from what we've had in Detroit. Quite honestly, it was huge it really devolved into just ugliness, and you know it it was it was bad, man. And I'm, I'm I'm excited to see that there is a new strategy in place here that they're getting with you know modern. They're they're not just trying. One of the things that I think Patricia and and our Bob Quinn failed to do to realize was that they were only working on the football level. They didn't seem to see anything outside of that. And I think with, with what Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and what, you, what you're talking about here, and we've seen it with, with Rod Quid and Shield, they're broadening beyond just football. Yep. But football is the central force around which all that revolves. But they're not afraid of those other things anymore. The, the Patricia Quinn, and, and this is something that's happened with all the Belichick disciples, they're afraid of everything that is in football. And they want it out. They want it eliminated. They want it hidden. Well, and that doesn't play with NFL players anymore, especially if you're not winning. If, if you and,
0: think uh, about it from a control perspective, right? Dan Campbell, yeah.
1: he he gets, he's, he's a
0: walking meme, right? Let's be honest. He says some funny things. I think he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. But yes, he he says a lot of funny things, but he nailed it with the I'm not carrying toilet paper for you comment. I'm not here to wipe anybody's butt. I'm not going to do that. Before, you're not using any toilet paper unless it's the one that I'm carrying. Right. Right. I'm, I'm giving to, you your
1: four squares. Yep. Don't waste it. Yes, exactly.
0: And you will fold them and use them exactly like I say, right? Yes. And um, it's, yeah, no, it's it's absolutely a, a, a significant difference in how these two regimes work from, it, again, it's, it's, it, I, I think we're going to see it on the field as well. You think about the, the old Patricia offense and defense. You were awesome if you were competing in 1985 with the setup that they were trying to put in place, right? Jelani Tavai, very similar numbers to <laughs> as, as far as draft numbers and size and speed is to LT, but that doesn't fly in 2020, 2019, 2021. Um, Probably
1: the, don't want to play him inside,
0: right? <laughs> the management style, 1985, oh my maybe God. 1955. Right? Crazy, crazy different way of doing things. We're moving to a more modern management style, I'm assuming. I like it. So I embrace it. I, I'm,
1: I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get more well-read on these concepts outside of football myself. And that's something that I, I have an appreciation of the fact that this organization isn't repelling those ideas anymore. Yeah. It makes me very happy.
0: And I'll tell you, this is something to keep an eye on because we talked about this. You know, we were wrong about Fox last year. Um, the idea of the wide receivers where we said, Hey, it's possible that that we're wrong on there. And we kind of said, ha ha. Yeah. Right. Be, be alert because the thing that wins in the NFL today is something that's different and the Hawkinson Swift attack uh, using them to attack linebackers instead of trying to attack corners could put a whole different spin on the offense and it could be a new wrinkle in the NFL that people have to account for and that could take a lot of people by surprise. Every year there's a team that puts a wrinkle out there. It's usually lasts for a year or so, but that's what we need. We really need to buy ourselves a year of success. If we could find that wrinkle that works for us, we could be that team this year and see some some significant success out of it. So don't write it off. I don't expect it, but don't write it off. This is some a place where I think people are thinking differently and they're thinking innovatively and I think they're doing it as a group and all of those minds together Are 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 going to be brighter than Matt Patricia's mind alone. Uh, Even contrary, the the contrarian thing I I love to say is none of us is is as dumb as all of us. That is absolutely true. In the Patricia regime, I think it's a lot different. None of us.
1: Say that again. None None of of us us. is as dumb as all of us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I know where that applies. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) There you go. All right. Come back for philosophy tomorrow with more philosophy with Chris.
0: All right, a lot of stuff we hit today. Uh, thank you guys for being patient we while, we, while we're thank, off. Thanks
1: for, thanks for writing through with this because it's been, you know, we, we wanted to do a show. Um, my life has been absolute chaos. I appreciate everybody who has asked about me and the Patreon and on Twitter and, and reached out. Um, I'm doing fine. I'm, I'm frazzled, but I'm okay, and, and Team Risen is, is moving on and moving forward, and, and thank you all for, for the kind words of support. We do appreciate it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm glad to see things are coming
0: coming together for you don't forget the party com. don't forget fantasy. com. don't forget about fisher house give butter.com slash fhm slash dlp and also any shirts you buy four dollars go to fisher house for every shirt sold got some great new designs over there check those out and uh, that's at store dot or detroitlionspodcast.com slash store all right that's going to do it this week riz I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. Don't forget to follow us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get access to the Slack. Hang out with Riz and Chris all the time. Every day we're in there chatting with folks. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. And at Jeff Risden.
1: No pants! It's <laughs> National Nudist Day. I'm, I'm honoring it with the bottom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the area I live in. Uh, also, uh, no, Riz, Riz ain't leaving. Riz ain't going nowhere. Don't worry. Riz, Riz no, I'm, we've I'm, got him chained. I'm, I'm here. here.
1: He'll be at the party, um, too, with Dan Miller. I will be at the party. I, will, I don't miss parties. No, no. <laughs> Give us a call via <laughs> Skype,
0: Detroit Lions Podcast, all one-word Detroit Lions Podcast, or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-Lions, 929-335-4667, and be, go, be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast.
1: Why, is what happened? So, we can come into your ear holes automatically. That's right.
0: <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no wide receivers, no problems, baby, because we're Detroit Lions and Reddit connection.
1: Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How. Big is that, Chris and Case out of time, pack the bags,
0: start the plane, this show is over.
1: You've had enough of that shit.